are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, the War Machine. Hopefully you're having a good day today as you come and join me in the war room for this podcast. Um, this podcast is, Should You Sell Your Guns? Um, got this idea yesterday. I was reading uh, this piece out of Baltimore about a buyback that the city of Baltimore and the police department was putting on a three-day buyback sale. And what caught my eye in the article was not the buyback itself, but a woman who said that she's going to use her money for an upgrade. So they asked her what type of upgrade she's going to do. She said, eh, it's something bigger. They, when they tried to press on it, she's like, eh, I don't know. You know, it was something bigger. Now, it was funny because she had turned in a 9 millimeter pistol to get $500 and if you you know you can buy a decent AR-15 for about that same amount a little bit you catch it on sale whatever so when she said something a little bit bigger either A she's gonna buy a bigger gun probably a 45 or she's gonna buy her an assault rifle or something to put somebody's down now the reason why I say should you give up your guns or not is we as black folks for years have been told to give up our guns. We always had these buy bad things. And we used to, you know, you heard the tragedies throughout the years of some little Johnny finding dad's gun or uncle gun or somebody's gun or something of that nature. And they start, you know, playing with it. And then, pow, they end up shooting themselves or, or shooting a sibling or a friend of the family and so forth or whatever or even a parent but you know and people got scared of them and started saying you know well, we gotta get these guns gotta get these guns we gotta start you know protect the community well buyback programs are really a program and it's not this what I'm saying is nothing then you can go check it out buyback programs are basically a easy way to disarm us as people because you know as I was growing up you know my mom had like one or two guns. I knew where they were. I knew they wasn't toys. I knew not to mess with them unless it was some danger. So I didn't go rambling my mom, go get my mom good. No, I didn't do all that. But as things went about, we stopped teaching our children that guns are tools and not toys. And, you know, the difference between the toy gun and the real gun. You know, I myself, you know, I'm an advocate for gun. I have a gun. And I teach my son, who has autism, that this is not a toy. And he knows that this is not a toy because he understands. But uh, it's still under lock and key. But he knows that it's there. Um, as I said, this is a buyback program to disarm black people in the community. I mean, people who really going to protect themselves. Thug niggas, you know, they got to get their guns taken away from them. But people actually giving up their rights to turning their guns for a few dollars 
is really disarming themselves. And that is a cheap way to get us because if we give you your money, then you'll give us a gun. But if, what if they had a program that said, you just bring us a gun, you don't get anything? A lot of people don't show up. I remember one buyback program a couple years back, this man came with a truckload of guns. I mean, truckload of guns he had. And so, again, as that question, age-old question, people say that guns don't kill people, people kill people. I did a podcast about gun, national gun shooting or policies way, way back in the season. And I touched on that and gave you my point of view about what I, my stance on, on gun rights. Like, I'm for guns for us as black people to protect ourselves. We shouldn't give up our guns to be defenseless. Because I said, this first wave is ending. The second wave is going to come. And a lot of us are going to be defenseless. We're going to get caught off guard. And I know people say, well, that's just, you just hate speech. That's just, that's just wishing bad. That's not wishing bad. These programs are an easy but decisive point to disarm you and I. So when they feel like they want to come in and kill us with no restraints, they can't because there won't be no retaliatory consequences. See, as long as they knew that, hey, we had something, ain't nobody going to mess with nobody in the hood and the whole damn community got guns. They're not. I don't care who it is. They don't, you have a shootout to the end. They're not going to do that. So, again, woman says she's going to get something bigger. So, that got me thinking, that's, that's right, sister. She knows. But how many people that probably went to that gun buyback program for those three days in Baltimore probably took that money and probably spent it, probably paid a bill, you know, that's cool. Probably went out and bought some kids or somebody who they don't like a gift instead of going back and getting you something to defend yourself. Because I know the thing when people say, well, you know what? Guns do kill people. People kill people with the guns. The guns don't jump up off the shelf. If that's the case, don't you know the gun owner? Well, it'll be a lot of gun owners around America shot dead. Soon they walk into the store, the gun get mad. Like, you know what? I'm tired of you, Tom. I've been behind this counter for damn three years. Pop, 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 pop. Or, hey, Paul, what the heck? When you going to sell me? I don't know. Pow. You know, it's, 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 it's comical and it's stupid how people sit here and use that argument. Guns do kill. They are meant to use as a defense or a deterrent against whatever foe or enemy. They are there to kill and put down. That is true. But this argument to say that the gun itself just automatically just says, I'm going to shoot you or use that analogy that fear, that's just some bull crap. You know, and I say this off the off the back of a recent uh, thing about the buck, the buck stop thing, you know, I myself don't think you should have a, a buck stop to shoot rapidly. But you know, there's also people who had who has buck stop to say that gun can't shoot even with that device. The AR will burn itself out. A gun will basically burn itself out doing it because the pressure of the canister in the tubing inside the gun itself will overheat that it'll melt 
So it, it'll do rapid, or not rapid, but it'll pop pop, pop pop, not, but it does it on a rapid thing, but not so like that. But you know, that's never, neither here nor there. That's just an argument. But I don't think you should have it. But I do think that people should have guns. I do believe that black folks, we should have a right to defend ourselves and keep our homes safe and let our enemies know that we're not going to be playing with them. I do believe that. It's ironic from the policies of the old when black folks used to have gun stores, but they're not there anymore. You're not, a, not too many black people own gun stores anymore or dealing in gunsmith, so to say. So you basically going to give up your gun for a few hundred bucks and you're not going to turn around and get you something bigger as that black woman says she's going to do. Now, <laughs> I, my hat's off to her because she said, I'm going to go get me a bigger gun, something bigger. She knows what time it is. She said, hey, I, I love my city, but I know there's some people that are going to try to run up in here and I, I'm going to put them down. And they gonna, that's going to be it. But we as black folks need to start looking at that. You know, these programs have not been... Uh, you know, in the news, news as lately as it was back in the early days of, but they was there, and a lot of black people was just giving their guns away. I remember when I asked my mom and my grandmother and a couple of people, hey, you know, you got guns? Like, yeah, you gonna go back to that? You know, give your gun away? Like, Hell no! And I didn't understand then, but later on I asked uh, an uncle of mine, said, you know, is you know the reason why they're not giving up the gun because a, somebody, we got to keep an intruder out. And B, it's a deterrent. It's a deterrent to let people, let the white man know that, hey, you're not going to come over here with that nonsense. You're gonna, we're going to have a fight on our hands. So that's why we don't give up our guns. And basically, he just said, I'm not going to give up my gun. So, but a lot of us give them up for quick cash. You know, $100, you know, some $250, $300, some even $800. But, you basically leave your home and yourself open to whatever runs rapid. I was looking at this dude, this black dude on YouTube, and he was telling a story about how these guys was about to uh, uh, launch an assault on his house while he was in it. And he was saying, well, you know, I have my 45, but, you know, it had 10, you know, 10 rounds in it. And he said, I could probably take out probably four or five guys. But then there was about six or seven other guys that's coming around the back of my house. So I already told him, he said, you know, I probably counted like 12, 13 guys in front of my house with a few of them on the side. He said, I didn't know these guys. I was in my house, minding my own business. You know, didn't, don't know them, ain't seen them around. But for some particular reason, they was coming armed to rob my house or come in there and do something to me. And he said, look, I was happy to have my AR and my 4.5, but my AR was the one that really kind of squashed the whole situation because everyone hollered like it was a Tech 9. Go figure that most thugs don't know about guns and armaments. They just know, well, it's a big gun, it shoots. But, you know, that's the thing, you know, when he said that, I, I thought about it, he said, that's why I have a gun for protection. He said, that's why I have an AR. He said, it, it all depends on the circumstances. 
Now, he could have been making them up, could, but you think about it. Like I said, this older woman, she bought her, took her 9mm into this buyback program in Baltimore. And we all know people get down like that. So, if she was to get something bigger, we know what time it is. And other places. But, why would we need something like that? As I said, home defense. Now, these guys that this dude was saying didn't go out to Shea Whitey's house. They didn't go out here to some a gated community with that nonsense because, hey, they would have got gut down because the cops would have been called. There has been, been 13 dead niggas in the street with chalk lying out and, hey, <laughs> mistaken identity or whatever they would have probably made up. But they came to this brother's house. And, you know, this dude, he was cool. He's one of those dudes that probably you know, lived in, in the neighborhood, minding his own business. And you know how you got those bad elements in the neighborhood, even though you don't mess with them, they see you doing good. So we're going to go ahead and F for this nigga. We're going to rob this nigga one day. So they went over there. They thought that, hey, since this dude might be corny to him, and he showed him like, hey, I'm not having it. So um, the thing about it, people, I put the question to you, do you think that black folks should have guns? Should we have arms to defend ourselves? Even with all the stuff that's going on around us, as I pointed out to you, the second wave of white supremacy is unraveling and folding itself as in full swing. Do you think that we as black people should have guns? Should we defend ourselves? Or should we hope and pray for something or someone to, or something to protect us. And I'm saying that sarcastically because, as I said about these programs, these buyback programs, they really disarm the black community. They disarm the black man, the black family, the black woman, and leave us wide open to any and all attacks. You know, so it really it didn't matter if you had a, a Tech 9 to a, uh, a 45. Or 357 or 380 it doesn't really matter whatever the size of the caliber of your gun is that gun protects you from enemies both black and white so you giving it up you leave yourself open to what the police come and help you you know how long that the average time for a police officer to arrive after a shooting about 20 minutes from time to person to call for them to find out where your ass at and then swing their ass into action probably about 20 minutes probably less than that so you think about that we don't trust the cops but we put our faith in the cops when we want somebody to come in and try to shoot us or rob us they want to call the police now I know people may say yes he's advocating violence no I'm not advocating violence this is just, guns are a deterrent to a point in the right hands. And we can't get into that mental thing about what is the right hands. I'm talking only for black people when it comes to us. And I know we got folks, gang bangers, and we got gangsters and whatever you want to call them out here shooting, killing, whatever. But I'm talking about homeowners. I'm talking about average people like you and I who mind their own damn business, pay their taxes, Pay, give it up, give their money up to Caesar to pay their taxes because that's what you do. 
you got your piece of property, you know, you're trying to have some, leave some, have some for your family. And then you got some fools running around here want to tread on you. So you know what, I'm going to go up in there and I'm going to rob Mr. Smith. Fuck him and his wife and kids. I'm going to go in there and get him. Then Mr. Smith pull out that gun, the big barrel, and blast his ass out the window. Oh, he was a good child. God help me. He was my only boy. You didn't have to kill him. Yeah, I did, because the bastard came up there with his other boys who got a taste of that bug shot, too. You know, and they sitting there pretty in the wheelchair. One is in a coma. So, you know, you think about it. That's something, that's really something to think about. Is there something wrong with us defending ourselves? Or not even that, just say, for instance, again, um, that this race war thing, which is continuing to move forward, uh, continue to move forward. Say, for instance, they want to come on in here and start, you know, whatever, rounding up black men or rounding up black women or cheering, whatever. Whatever feels, whatever floats their boat. How would, how would you, how would you and I put up a good defense? Well, we don't have anything. We sold it. We sold it for that like $500. Now we're sitting here like, damn. And they come in, they know we don't have anything other than just holding up our drawers. <laughs> I got our pants around our ass sagging. So they come in here and they want to act crazy and do stupid stuff. I mean, that's just something to, just to think about. Because when I was reading the article and when she was saying, I mean, you could look at her face like she knows that something, that I'm going to get something bigger. And I know what you want to know what it is, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. But I know that I need something bigger because I'm not I'm no fool. This woman knew enough to do that. How many of us uh, of us who are listening to the sound of my voice, how many of you know how what to do? I mean you ain't gotta get, you know, an arsenal guns, cause you know, you see a whole bunch of that crap on YouTube. I mean it, and it's a couple of us black people that's in the team. I mean, I saw this one dude had a whole damn basement full of guns. I'm like, who the hell you expected? Who oh <laughs> You expecting a damn army to come up in there. But what I am saying is that you need to have something, some type of weapon, gun, to defend yourself. Because, you know, even if it ain't one of, you know, the little, the, you remember those little, uh, little, I saw one once, it's a little white gun with the two little bullets in it, little 22 bullets in a little thing. My aunt used to have one. But that little gun, carry a, a pack. I mean, when you shot it, like, it may not look like something, but when you shot them, they had a little kick to it. I'm just saying, people, have something to defend your family. Because you don't know when it's going to grab up. You see how all these gun companies, uh, not gun companies, these gun stores are now fighting so hard. You know, by, by the first of this year, we're denying brothers and people from getting guns. They know something that we don't know. So when these programs start popping up slowly but surely, they always in distressed cities. But people bought guns, they ain't got a gun, they ain't found the gun. Especially in Baltimore, you might find a gun in the sewer. Walk by there, find something in the bush. You never know. I remember I found a gun once in the bush, took it home to my mom, gave mom, sold it to somebody. Boom, that was it. And I was walking home, I found it. So it you know, it is what it is. But we know that innocent people have died by guns. But we need to protect ourselves from being 
one of those victims of gun violence when it's not of us. Everyone brings that stuff to us about, well, black folks got gun violence, Chicago, Chicago, that first thing come to mind. I remember them when they used to be D.C., D.C., because D.C. used to be one of those gun blazing capitals, or New York used to be the Bronx and all this stuff. Anything where black people are congregated at, when there's a multitude of violence, that is the, the poster child for CCCC gun, gun control. They use us for that. But in actuality, it's just the fools running around, the thug niggas. It's people like me and you that spend those communities, they're, like, they're ones of prisoners. They can't fight back. And, you know, people running their house, you know, people living behind bars and stuff, really physical, got bars on their windows inside and out, trying to keep the, the, the predator outside from coming in to steal what little they got left. So, you know, that's what you happen when you let guns go. And sometimes, you know, it, it just street violence just need to happen. I know people don't say, well, that's vigilante. You know, before, way back in, in Cowboys time, vigilante used to be a law. Even the sheriff and other people could not get involved in it. They used to have a vigilante clan or a vigilante squad that had, had a jurisdiction over certain things that even the sheriff can't get into. So even if, the, if that vigilante squad came to town, that region or that territory can come in there and get whoever they wanted. Sheriff can't do nothing. And, and you know, people started embarrassing. We start using, not, not just marriage, but I'll start abusing. That's the word. Start abusing the powers of the vigilante. So they outlawed it. And so I'm not advocating it in our community, but I think that we should do that the killing up some of this stuff because some of these people we know some of these folks we have allowed this mess to happen this violence of black on black violence to come in and then we sit back and hide our hand because we know who the hell did it because we don't want to tell because we don't want to snitch so but white people they call the cops they don't give a damn about snitching cops come in they want that jump but black people don't do that not saying they should call the cops but it should start at home. This is why our families are deteriorating because we haven't taught our children how, how their place is, how, what is their place in this world, how to become adults, how to manage certain things. And so they, we allow them to grow wild, as the old people used to say, let them grow wild, let them do what they want to do. So now we're reaping the benefits of that wildness, which we don't like, we hate it. Now we got to lock our doors and shit. Hurry up and get in the house at a certain time. Shit, 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 clock in the damn house. Lock that damn door. You know, we got to do that. Living under siege by the people, the predators, the little gremlins that we have made, played, changed, wiped ass, now they have grown up to bigger, badder attitude babies, because that's basically what they are of children in adult bodies running around here taking and doing whatever. So when you do these gun back programs, you basically leave yourself defenseless to these people. Then when they come into your spot, they got you. <clears throat> and you're done. So I'm just saying this to the normal people like you know, like people like myself who mind their own business. Like I said, don't don't sell your guns. Don't get caught into that, that national gun argument that gun kills, because it doesn't. 
it kills by accident because people don't train their children how to do it. We as black folks used to do that a long time ago. I don't know about you, but as I said again, I had uncles, cousins, godfathers. I even had pimps. I had drug people who I knew taught me about weapons. And I knew that the difference between a, a toy gun and a real gun. I know that I didn't want to touch that toy, that real gun unless it was something. And I knew to keep my hands on my toy gun. But these kids, whatever it is, what happened, <coughs> again, we don't teach our children that these toy, these two, I mean, these uh, guns are not toys, they are tools. They are meant for defense. And so when they get along, they think, well, hey, I can go in there, you know, because my mom, I know my mom, I go in, I get a gun and show my friend, pop. That's it. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention, that little article. I didn't want to feel like I sound like I'm kept rambling on, but I wanted to say, black people, that we do need to, you know, not get into these programs because these programs are basically a way, a clever way to disarm you. I always say the devil do a little good with a little evil. See, they couldn't come on in and forcefully take our weapons because, see, we'll fight back. But now we can come in and we offer you some money. Hell, shit, you can show up right up at the door. $700? Shit, man, I ain't got that. Hell, I ain't pay that much for the damn. I found bitch anyway. You know, it'd be that type of thing. So, but you will be defenseless. And that's, that is a clever way to disarm you without any, all that junk about we're violating this and all this hoopla. We'll give you some money. It's all good. But this black woman... You know, nevertheless, she saw straight through the thing and said, you know what, I'm going to take this $500. I'm going to get me an upgrade, something bigger. So black people, if you do get in, take the money and get you something bigger. Don't leave your house defenseless. Don't leave your family defenseless. Because I'm going to tell you like this here. <coughs> this, I'm going to close with this story. <coughs> um, a few years ago, um, a dude tried to break into my house and I was woken by you know brush being broke snap 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 and I got up I didn't turn on the lights but I heard the dude walking on the side of my house now my house was a little bit high well he couldn't get to the window but he's trying to get in so what happened was I had my 45 and I had a 9 millimeter. I opened the window, and I pointed it dead at his face. He looked up. He said, hey, man, I'm just trying to, you know, I, I'm just trying to play, find a place to stay. I said, look, dude, I'm going to give you a few seconds to get your shit and get the hell on up before I blow your ass away. He said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, do this. I don't want to hear your excuses. Now, you're wasting time. Next time, you're going to see a flash. So eventually, he said, all right, man, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave, So he left. Now, I didn't know this dude was getting caught and getting chased by the police until the next morning. Because when I went, I went back to sleep, I didn't go right back to sleep. But I did go to sleep. But before I went to sleep, it was a whole bunch of helicopters. And I'm hearing people, I had my gun, I hear people again running around my house in the woods. Like, and I'm hearing more people. I said, this motherfucker went and got some more folks. So, before, but some said, wait. So I kept the lights out. And I'm looking out the window, and I'm seeing nothing but cops and dogs 
walking around my house and they were walking across the street they're walking in this other area over here. I said, what the hell is going on? And then I saw the helicopter light flashing now. Look, who the hell are they looking for? I'm like, what the f Nigga, I'm just trying to get some sleep. So what the hell going on? But they was looking for somebody else. But they couldn't find him. Dog, hurt man, hurt what the dude who's having a dog. The can't even do Dog lost a scent. Okay. And that went on for about an hour. They were looking for this. In this area, right around. I said, man, I wish these niggas go ahead and leave. So eventually they left and went back to sleep. The next morning I got up and went to work. And as I was walking out my house, it was a house across the way from me that was vacant. <clears throat> I, you know, stretched, closed the gate, walked on down the street, and then catch the bus and go on about my business. And I noticed that the door, this dude came out the door across the way. Dude gave me a thumb, gave me a heads up and went on. I'm like, all right, no problem. I said, oh, so that's the dude that's trying to, trying to find, that's who they was looking for. And no, and when I came home that very day, I went around the side of the house. And lo and behold, he was laying on the ground. He had a monitor. The monitor broke. He, was, he broke the monitor off. That's why they was around my house. They tracked it to my house, behind my house in a wooded area. And I'm like, oh, man. Them mugs could have came up in there and shot me up. Because they was, man, they, when I mean it was about three, four, five cars and a helicopter looking for this dude. And I'm like, what the hell? But he was trying to break in my house. He said, man, I'm sorry, man. I, man, I, had, I remember he looked up the gun barrels right in his face. I'm like, I wasn't playing with him. Another time, this is why I ain't have a gun, but that's a different story. Somebody tried to break in the house again. I, you know what? I looked at the idiot. But that's a different story. I'll tell you that one next time. But what, all, what I'm saying, people, is like this here. People like myself, those who mind their own damn business, don't get into these buyback programs. If you're going to do something, get you something bigger. Get you safe. Don't leave yourself defenseless. Whether black or white, whoever may come, the enemy is the enemy. They will come in your house. Because, like I said, again, I didn't expect this person to come to my house. I'm going to tell you, I didn't even have my guns less than a month later. And about a month, and this fool showed up a month later doing his stuff. But I'm glad I did because if he would have got in, even though he couldn't got in because there were no bars, but he was trying to get in there, trying to force his way in there. Now, if I had a gun, he would have kept trying to force himself in and broke the glass then what? So when I had the gun on him, he just ran. He ran off. And that's basically, it was a deterrent. And people see him and say, well, you shot him. If he would have kept climbing his ass down through that window, he would have got a bullet. But I scared him, like, look, get away from here. Take that shit on somewhere else. I don't need it. Because didn't know the law was after him. It's a different thing. So, hey, I'm just saying it is what it is, people. And the reason why I say this is because a friend of mine uh, got robbed twice. And I cut, my cousin got robbed. And... They got robbed for not paying attention. You know, going out here and somebody followed my friend from work. From the time he got off the bus to almost where he lived, robbed him twice of money and jewels and his shoes. I'm like, damn, dude, who, you know, who is this? He, he didn't know who it was, but they robbed him. My cousin, same thing. He was getting on the train, wasn't paying attention. People followed him to his stop, robbed him. So... Again, I say this, you know, folks like, look, uh, 
guns are tools for defense. I know all the gun violence and all this stuff, people, but black people, don't give up your guns. Keep your weapons to protect yourself and your family. You know, we pray to God we don't have to use them on, on another brother or another sister because folks do. You know, we got women out here stealing too. But if it be pushed, you know, put a bullet in them and let God sort it out. It's better them than your, you and your family or you or whatever. You know, if they're going to take the stuff, let them take the stuff. But when they come in, that's basically in your premise, in your household, your residence. they basically making a statement and you're there. They let you know, I don't care, you're there. I want what you have, and I'm going to even take your life to get it. But if they come in and you ain't there, fine, you know, hey, you can replace that. But you can't replace a life if they in there coming in there and they got, they got the good, you know, or they got a knife or whatever or pipe or whatever it is or be strong got on some dope and they so high they going to bust in there and they say, I'm going to get you, get, get that VCR, that television, and I might have to hurt somebody to get it. But anyway, it is what it is. You know, tell me what you think. I'm your man, Mr. Q, and it's been a pleasure bringing this story to you. It's been real talk. You come on back for another episode. And as I said, be safe, be vigilant. Until next time, peace. This was the War Machine. Real talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.